Is that you, Stephen? Yes, mate. Are you getting hot? I feel like I was turning. It is a little bit, yeah. I was thinking, why am I sweating? What yeah. have you, you got? Early, big, early day, a, we were at a pub. Did you get a big electricity bill? Which was weird in it of, in it of itself. Uh, yes. But we were sitting like right under an air conditioner. I said, which I might I move. And you're like, I this love. is good. Yeah. I lo- I'm, a, I'm a human thermometer. I need cool air. Mm. Yeah. I've noticed that about you over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gangs of London. Yeah, I've uh, I've just watched the first one and a half episodes, oh, right? Of nearly oh, at the end of two. So, um, how much brutality has there been oh, in two, mate? That the bloke when he's going through the pub and just with the dart and just just bashing up the whole joint. That was that's extraordinary. Um, trying to find the guy, I was a bit confused who he's looking for, that and and his relationship to the son of the guy, the kingpin. Um, Still, that it, doesn't become evident for a while. It's, fill, it's falling into place now. Mm. What I did notice is that half the half of Game of Thrones cast are in it as well. Oh, really? So yeah. I wouldn't recognise. So that. the the woman, the wife, the widow, right. uh, she was uh, one of the main characters in Game of Thrones. She okay. was she was Catelyn Stark in the in the show. Who's the dad? Yeah. The dad is Colm Meany. Is the he, guy what's who, he out the, of? The guy who gets killed. He reminds me of Lex Luthor. No, he was in uh, he <laughs> was in um, he was in. Uh, Oh, what was the Con Air he was in? Con Air oh, okay. with Nicolas Cage. He was in. A, I think he was in a lot of. I think he was in a lot of those pommy sort of heist movies. See, um, to me, the whole cast is just foreign. I don't know who they are. Yeah, no, I've seen honestly half of them. I think yeah, I've seen him before. Remember the old bloke in the pub saying, "Oh, mate, no, no, I, I've worked with a bloke twenty years." Yeah, never, I've never, seen never him never before. A lot. He's, he's in. Game in, of he's, in he's, he's in Ricky Gervais' Afterlife. Afterlife. Yeah, he's in Afterlife, but he's mm. also in Game of Thrones in one of the most shocking. Episode uh, scenes in Game of Thrones, the Red Wedding that guy's oh, in. Oh right, yeah. Where it was like this this little this uh, ambush in this wedding where, the, where half the Stark family gets killed. Oh, that, that's that's the scene that actually sparked the idea to have that show Gogglebox. Really, people, the Red Wedding. People were posting reaction videos to that. And I thought that'll make a bloody good TV show. So I'm just I'm don't look because I'm flicking through episode two. See. If you're, I'm halfway through. He's just, they've just um, made the brother ring up and say, "Where are you right now? Let me come and help you." And they're just, bar- I literally left when they were bursting in the door, so I haven't. So don't <laughs> tell me nothing anymore. So yeah, when I go home, it's gonna be like, uh, oh shit, yeah. Solid. I part. I, part of me wants when we finish. I want to put it on here, and I just want to just to watch that last <laughs> fifteen watch minutes reaction. with you, because yeah. no, watch it at home, mate. Yeah, it's solid. Remember, no, like do you it. remember I like when it. I said, mate, this is the most brutal, brutal I thing I've saying, seen? Episode two. So I was on, yeah. um, who was I talking to the other day? It might have been Bowie in 6PR. Um, and I was recommending Gangs of London to someone on the radio. And I said, listen, not for the kid, he's brutal. Yeah. And he goes, speaking of brutal, I went and saw Russell Crowe at the movie. It was a thing called Unhinged. And I went, oh, I'd oh, forgotten yeah. about that. That was solid. We saw that together. Yeah. I yeah. said, I'd forgotten about that. But let me tell you, <laughs> this is worse. Wow. That was good. Oh, I'm just a bit disappointed it's not on 4K. It's on disc now. It's on oh, Blu-ray really? and DVD. Yeah. I'm thinking, mate, give us a 4K. Rusty Crow, come on. So what came I out on 4K it. this week? Um, Godfather? Uh, no, that was the Blu-ray of uh, no 4K for that either. Oh, really? Uh, Godfather Part 3, which has been reimagined. That's what I got the cannoli. Yeah, so the, I was, was kind of... The um, Godfather Part 3, Francis Ford Coppola went back and re-edited it and reshuffled some scenes and renamed it. So it's called, it used to be called Godfather Part 3. Now it's called Godfather Coda, which is like a, an Italian term for near the end of a concert, and the death of Michael Corleone. So it's, the, it's a sort of a re, re-edit 
of Godfather Part Three, which is a, probably of of the three films, was the most controversial and the most maligned of the oh, three okay. because there was a controversial decision. He decided to put his daughter in it, Sofia Coppola, his daughter. She's an Academy Award winning screen writer and director now. Yeah, but at the time, I think Winona Ryder was up for the role. Right. Something happened. She got sick or something. And so Francis Ford Coppola said, oh, we'll, we'll just use my daughter. How many movies he, get reimagined? I mean, I know George Lucas dicked around with Star Wars a bit. Yeah, but he hasn't kind of changed. Oh, he's changed some. Mate, hello, yeah, who yeah, shot yeah. first? Yeah, exactly right. But yeah, don't get me started on that. But, don't um, get proud that I just brought that up yeah, randomly. Some, that is pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. Good knowledge for a non-Star Wars person. <laughs> the only knowledge yeah, I yeah. have. But no, no, Francis Ford, and, he, and he, at the start of the video, he says, uh, at the start of the movie, he says, oh, look, you know, this is what it is and what we wanted to do. And Mario Puzo, who was the co-writer, blah, blah, blah. So we decided to change it around a bit. And it's good. It plays a bit better, actually. Yeah, That's the movie where, <coughs> you've seen, have you seen The Godfather? Oh, I've my, probably watched it. The God, original Godfather is my number one movie of all time. My mum's partner, my Gary, it's his... Absolutely. Yeah. My favourite movie ever. And I'm talking fa- more favourite than Star Wars in terms of movie, best movie. Okay. Right? And cool. Godfather Part 3 was, well, Godfather Part 1 is, was, you know, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse and there's all these really good terms in it. Godfather Part 3 is where Michael Corleone, Al Pacino says, just when I was out, they pull me back in. That was that, that, was that movie. Right. And it, it, it's it's... It's uh, I I, uh, I liked it better than I thought. It was better than I remembered it. See, we mentioned awards. I gave best entertainment to Stan because yeah, fuck, what a year. Yeah, like I know Netflix Netflix has got a deep catalogue, but just in terms of cherry picking the highlights, Yellowstone, Billions, um, now Gangs of London, I'm loving Your Honor. By the way, have you seen that yet? I watched the first episode. It's like it's good. I mean, it's it's a you know it's a big yeah, time TV production. Too. Yeah, that's on the list. Um, too. Is it Showtime? Um, Brian Cranston. Um, yeah, Brian Cranston is Walter just like, White in a judge's robe. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it looks like it's going to be a good story. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to go. So the premise of that is that he, the judge's kid kills someone who happens to be a mob boss's son. Well, you've just wrapped up episode one. Yeah. Well, that was but, in the trailer. No, 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 that's right. That's but in that, the that's essentially, and so that's why I can't really make a read on it yet. Yeah. Because right. episode one is simply just setting Set up. up yeah, the right. story that we no, broadly got too. in thirty should seconds. I watch that as well as Gangs of London, or should I just smash through Gangs of I London? I would because Your Honor is weekly, a Sundays at four yeah. o'clock. I would smash because Gangs of London is just one series, ten episodes, right? Oh, so is there going to be a season two? Do you know yet, or yes, there has to be. There has to be scope for it. There is scope for it. Okay, good. No spoilers. Um, the it would be a different season. It would be a very different show, but okay. there's scope for it. Um, yeah. So I, I personally, even if it took you three weeks. I would smash through it, although yeah. I'm confident you can do it. I'll in do it over the weekend, three mate. days, I'll, mate. I'll smack it out. Yeah. And then Joe's going away this weekend, so I've got oh, a bit of time on here, mate. If you if you haven't updated me by Saturday night, you're a dead man. <laughs> okay. um, and then and then you've got two banked for your honour, and maybe a third in yeah. the week after. Yeah, cool. Because mate, watch? I'm on yeah. I'm on Condor now. On that's also Stan. Yes, that's three seasons in though, isn't I'm it? I'm two and a half in. Wow, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, first I'll, season's epic. That'll be a summer show. See, we don't we watch so much less because we don't fly. Like I'd normally smash a season season on a plane. Yeah, and that's why this was just sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah. yeah right. Right. The girl out of Entourage is in it. There's only Constant two seasons Zimmer. on Stan. Interesting. I wonder. So there's a third season of yeah, Condor. That's what I heard. I wonder where it is. But uh, what have you been watching on watch? Netflix? Anything? Nothing. The Crown has been getting a lot of attention. Not, not my go. The Crown, I'm sort of still it's halfway through slow. season three. On season three, I'll watch that. I want to get to season four with also, Diana Spoiler alert, Diana dies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. <laughs> but then, how do you reckon Netflix is going? I even think some, um, like movie-wise, 
not too bad. There's a few movies coming on to Stan, eh? There's, a well, there's only two seasons of Condor on Just Watch. Okay. I haven't watched any movies on Stan ever, I don't think. Mm. I watched one. There was one. I can't really remember the name of it. Australian film. But um, has, hasn't... Oh, have, do, I don't know whether you uh, looked at this this week, but have you seen that Man of Monsters situation? The no. dude, Mark Toya? I interviewed him on my podcast this week. Um Man, I'm going to show it to you now. Man of Monsters. Oh, is that the guy that edits with the Apple stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like a TV commercial director, right? Yeah. But he's got a good eye. And he's made this fucking movie entirely like on a MacBook Pro, basically, and his iMac. Oh, yeah. Sorry, his Mac Pro and yeah. his big screens and all that jazz. All in Final Cut. But it's all like cloud-based. So there's a cloud system. I, don't, I can't remember what it's called. Within Final Cut that says, like, I'm going to send off this clip. Can you fuck around with it? And then they send it back and it's all part of your project, right? Yeah. And like it's not a um like it's 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 a look at this, I'll just quickly show you. If you look up the Monsters of Man um trailer on YouTube, like this is all CGI. Like robots jumping out of planes. Um it's this is all like uh, you know, blue suits with dots on them walking around and then it gets done in post. And it's mate, it's one bloke, an Aussie bloke, who he said to me, Look, I've I've made I've done very well. Made a lot of TV commercials. Uh, my wife runs this thing, and we've done very well. So we've got a lot of acorns. I've put it all into this. I've put it into this. Yeah, right. No studio involved. It's just made a movie. Happy days. So like, you've interviewed him already. Story. You've yeah. interviewed. Okay. I can interview him on Tuesday. Top like it opens. It's already out that episode. You've already done. Yes, it's on the EFTM podcast this week. And so they've just released the thing into all the kind of wherever you can buy and rent a movie, you can yeah, buy right. and rent Monsters of Man. So if you want to watch something, it's Monsters of Man, and it's a, it's an Aussie who. You know, made it himself. Um, obviously, you know, reasonable crew because it's not badly shot. It's like shot really well, yeah, but it's all well, the kind of good eye because he's a it's all that director. behind the scenes numbers of people that he's been able to scale back on by just essentially doing a lot himself and outsourcing just to yeah. individuals doing stuff the, on the, the work with, with as the opposed to building a production house that has the facilities to do all the CGI and all that kind of nice. stuff. I thought it was really nice. fascinating. Uh, It'd be an interesting one to, to hear your read on because yeah. you're such a movie buff. Yeah, absolutely. I, might I don't be, know. It might, might be a rubbish story from an ad man make, writing a script, you know. Yeah, maybe. There but is a no, dude. I was offered that interview. I'll, I'll there is a, a dude. He's a, he'd be a great chat. I think you'd get a lot more out of them than I would. Yeah. Um, than I, I, interviewed, I interviewed Steve War on a Tech Guide podcast who's a, just a, a, a crazy photographer. He's, yeah. a, he's an incredible photographer. This dude. I don't know who this dude is. What's his name? Um, he's in a lot of, lot of shows. Yeah, he's in... He's in um, <coughs> So it's not a he bad was cast in, uh, either. Suits, that guy. Oh, okay, that's not where I've seen him, but yeah, oh, he's been in a million other. <coughs> Is he in that movie? Is he in Man of the the guy's Monsters of Men? Well, must give him a buzz. Yeah. I need him. Who that guy or Mark Toya? Uh, Mark Toya. <laughs> yeah, Mark Toya. He's good. Good. Yeah. Good bloke. Lovely chat. Um, really yeah. kind of very chilled. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like you have to. You really got to work him. Right. Oh, really got to work him to get it going. But that's all right. No dramas at all. Fair enough. Um, I'm not sure how streaming's going to go for me over summer, unless there's a lot of new stuff. But well, there's a few. Well, just a couple of recommendations you've given me are going to get me through here. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm really. In- but I've been rewatching The West Wing. I'm back in The West Wing. See, we've had friends circle. on friends on loop. Friends, yeah. yeah. Look, Friends is—it's not like a go-to show. If I'm flicking the channels and it's on, I think. Eh. But that—that's essentially how we treat the dining room. It's a flicking a channel. It's, it's just like there. a background show. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're working at the table like I find or cooking like, dinner. If there's a Seinfeld, I think oh, I've got to watch this one. Oh, this is a good one. I'll get dragged away, and you got to watch it. Yeah. Spot on. A West Wing. I'm, I'm actually now working through the seasons again. I'm, right. I've already gone. I'm already into season three. Yeah. In the last couple of weeks, I'm just smashing through them. How many times do you reckon you've seen that? 
I reckon this will be probably my tenth time through, or maybe eighth time through. It's a lot. Yeah, it's just quality stuff, though, mate. And even even when you're watching and thinking, oh yeah, that's this episode, right? Yeah, you know, you think, oh yeah, that's what that's what this happened. So that's the great thing about not having just a good memory epic. like me. You can, you're still, it's still, it's still all quite <laughs> surprising. Have you ever seen that movie Fifty First Dates? No. Drew Barrymore no. and um, Adam Sandler. The Drew Barrymore plays a woman. She's a woman who's got um, short-term memory loss, so she's dating Adam Sandler, and he, she's got to he's got to like make her fall in love with him every day because she doesn't right. remember it. Okay, and I think I might have seen the it. movie they watch over and over again is The Sixth Sense, <laughs> which has got the twist ending. She goes, "Oh my god, I never saw that yeah, happening!" Yeah. And then they they put it back up in the wrapper again, and they give it to her as a present the next day. Again. We've discussed this before, but I just have to re. You've not re- seen The Sixth Sense? No, I've seen. It, yeah. yeah, I have to reiterate my my recommendation that people watch the Nate Bargazi uh, stand up on. Netflix, yeah, it's probably yeah. his most recent one, where he talks about how <laughs> you said you know, this. he gives away the ending. How how women, yeah, he gives away the ending because you know <laughs> who gives a shit if you haven't if you don't know it by now. Twenty year old, movie, off, yeah. yeah. Um, Twenty year old. He movie. talks about how you know women are so annoying when they're angry at you because they just fucking they just blank you, like they you've had a fight they just blank you. And he talks about how we we knew he was dead the whole time because of the way that she treated him at the start <laughs> but like the, yeah. he he says they give away at the very start of the movie you find out he's dead but we believe that he's not because we all know that women can just ignore you for days on end uh. and and you yeah, and so so as a bloke you believe the fact that she's just fucking ignoring him yeah <laughs> That helps sell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reason True, we eh? believe it is because it's total real life that you could just yeah. be ignored by your wife wow. for fucking three weeks. There you go. <laughs> wow. Wow. Solid. Solid I, I need more stand-up comedy. Like, I'm desperate for the Ricky Gervais like, go back, special to go come out. Go back to um, the classics, mate. Go back to Delirious and Raw. Well, do you know ones. what I've... I've found... Do you like Eddie Murphy? You want Eddie Murphy? A lot. Yeah, I watched, I watched the Eddie Murphy one where he's in a red... Just leather delirious. Yeah. Um, it's not great. It's not my fu- my style oh, that's of comedy. Funny, mate. It's that's good, funny. but it's not. Do you know what I say? It's good, but it's not as good as the modern stuff I but, enjoy. But the right? thing about Eddie Murphy, he's like 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 Seinfeld's funny, right? Yeah. He's or the observational stuff. He never swears. Yep. He he can't do imitations. No. Whereas Eddie Murphy swears and does imitations. He that that's talent, mate. He does like when he imitates Mr. T and all these other people. Up into the fool. Michael Michael Jackson, and it's just funny. It's funny and it's and it's accurate. And it, I always laugh at it. The um, and and then and the, the the funny thing too is when you've seen Delirious, haven't you? Yeah. When he comes to the conclusion that Gus, he goes, "Your wife's Bigfoot, isn't she? Bigfoot." Yeah. She, she always falls down the stairs, and he goes, "When we went, when we went on the on the ki- ki- on the fishing trip, she smacks her face in the water and she comes up with fish, <laughs> and then she turns around and says, Goony Google." You know what I'm going to look up. I'm going to find some – I even have to buy it. I'm going to buy some Carl Barron DVDs. Yeah. Because on aren't TikTok – Aren't they on um, Stan? On Stan? No? You're kidding. What? I don't know. I thought I might have seen something on Stan. Carl Barron. I'm going to look that up right maybe, now. Maybe. Carl Barron. Not on Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's Stan. I no, saw something. Not there. No. no, not there. Yeah. But on TikTok, there's a lot of people who use Carl Barron clips as their TikTok. So uh, there's one where he oh, – I don't know it perfectly. But there's one where he goes – We've got a funny way of, you know, swearing in Australia. You know, we're the only place in the world where you can start a sentence with get fucked. Like, you, you, or you, can, you can answer a question with get fucked. Like, your mate will say, you know, I won, I won a lot of that. You know, get fucked. And, and you, the thing about the way – so he, he does this stand-up. And the thing I love about TikTok, to be honest, is that you get these great clips and then you just get some random, like me, just uh, lip-syncing it. Yeah. And, and it's funny to watch people yeah. lip-sync that shit. It's and good, he comes up material. a lot. 
He, he comes in, up he a lot. A movie. He was in a good movie. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, where he plays this, I try. There's, there's him in. It's like a lo, like semi love story. Yeah. And I remember the girl. I'm trying to remember her name. She was in Star Wars Episode Two. Right. She was also because that was filmed in Australia. Yeah. And uh, he's actually not a bad actor. Really? Like he's he's in this movie. Like he's meant to be funny, but he actually comes off as actually pull, he, the the role. Really? Wasn't a comedian. Like he was. He he can act. See, it's funny because when I think of Carl Barron, first thing that comes to mind, mind making the funny noise. Footy show. Yes. Oh, that kind of put him on the map, eh? Yeah, I that's think his, so. That's his sort of audience, isn't it, too? The yeah, footy it's, crowd. that's the audience that will buy his DVDs, that will go oh, and yeah. see him live. They'll do sort everything. Of, he was a hit, sort of started out in the late 90s, of that, didn't he? The, yeah. With, with, the, footy, with the, the footy show. In, in, in the like, real genuine kind yeah. of height of the footy show. That's yeah. that's when he was, you know, like proper at but, his But really, his like, but his sort of observational, funny, um, you know, uh, and and real Aussie flavoured as well. Yeah. It, it's just sort of look at laughing at ourselves kind of thing. I was trying to find the name of this movie, Manny Lewis. I think the movie was called. What was Manny Lewis? Manny about? Lewis, twenty fifteen comedy. And mate, I've got to tell you, not a bad movie. And that's the girl he's in it with. She, not she a was, bad movie. Doesn't she mean was it's in, a great movie. She was though. in. No, I've, I've watched it a couple <coughs> of times. That's the girl. She was in episode two. She played a bounty hunter in episode two. Okay. But um. Her name, I can't recall off the top of my head, but the, if you watch it, Manny, maybe that's on Stan. The movie, Manny Lewis. Manny, M-A-N-N-Y. Yeah, and then Lewis. Manny Lewis, no. Nah, not there. damn it. So Let's, Let me get a just I was trying to pair my bloody Bluetooth and it's not working, so I can't play it out oh, here. Oh, we but, can't do it. Oh, no, I can't hang on Stan, but it's going to work. I want to play you. Well, this is this is the other one, the other Carl Barron clip that, that's just so common on TikTok it it just gets done by everyone. <laughs> so I'll play it for people to hear and I'll show you the video. Um, Two spoonfuls of Milo and the milk. I'm thinking, milk? <laughs> what do you do? That's going to fuck the Milo up. My garbage guts. <laughs> so he talks about how his dad would, you know, it's a it's a great stand-up bit. But here he is on stage. He'd craft this, you know, for, for hours. And he'd, he'd, it'd be a five-minute bit, you know, about the, mm. the shit his dad says. Yeah. And his dad, you know, he'd come home from school and he'd be sitting there putting Milo in a cup. And his dad would be like, oi, 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 just two spoonfuls of Milo. I'd do it to Jackson. <laughs> and so all the TikTok videos, hundreds of them. Like, so the thing about TikTok is you can look at all the people that have used the same bit of audio Look at this. All these people have made a TikTok out of Carl Barrett with the same bit of audio. Wow. A garbage guts. <laughs> Two spoonfuls of Milo in the milk. I'm thinking, milk? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Manny, That's going to fuck yeah. the Milo up. <laughs> <laughs> Manny Lewis not on any streaming services. Really? No. Two spoonfuls of Milo. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm telling you, mate, Carl Barron, I reckon, is probably one of the most popular... You know, bits on yeah. uh, on TikTok, yeah, right. Aussie comedians. Anyway, yeah, yeah. comes up a lot, and <laughs> it's just, mate, he's he's a funny but, bloke. But you know what? You, you can only you can only create comedy from what you've lived. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. Think, like I think but a lot of that. The other thing about Carl Barron, and like, just listen to him for a second here. It's just I love the Australian language. I reckon the Australian language is a naturally smart-ass the way language. he talks. Yeah. Like you ask someone how they are in Australia, they don't tell you how they are. They tell you how they're not. And not you're going to guess the rest. Okay, <laughs> yeah, mate, how you going? Not bad. <laughs> what have you been up to? Oh, not, not much. much. <laughs> how much was that? Oh, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> Where is this place? Oh, it's not far. It's true. Well, when are we going? Oh, not long now. 
He's like, oh, mate. But you know what? That's Seinfeld style comedy. That's it is Seinfeld level comedy. Yeah, with with yeah. swearing basically. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, he's Seinfeld's, observational. Seinfeld's smart like yeah. that too. Like, I remember the the famous bit he did on the plane. He goes, everything everything on the plane's always small. He goes, the small bathroom. Tiny thing. Yeah, a little tiny, bit late, not too long. Yeah. Little, you know, everything's little. Yeah. Little apartment, little soap, little yeah. thing. Yeah, it's it's that it's that level of cleverness that uh, I, just I, delivered in. A I totally can tell you right line. now, I need to turn my phone off because I'm just going to get caught yeah. in a in a massive rabbit hole <laughs> of Carl. Is he on YouTube? Has he got a YouTube channel? You know, he's got. You know what he's got? He's definitely got a Facebook. He's. I see a lot yeah, of his right. clips on there. Or a website. Uh, but see, website. Carl see, Carl you got to remember, com, he's trying to sell DVDs as well. So there's shout that balance out, for them. Shout out to Carl Barrow. I wonder if he's a listener. Well, mate, if he's a fucking listener, we'd he's welcome get, on the show. We'd have to get a third bloke. We'd have to hit, put I'd him in the third bloke category. I'd welcome Carl Barron into the third bloke category. Well, he'd join Scott that, Morrison and Tim Is that agreed? Cook. Carl Barron, yep. Okay. Yep, there agreed. It'd have to be the private because it'd be a bit of swearing going <laughs> yeah. on. It'd be a private But you know episode. what? The, he does have a YouTube channel, and I'm just going to hit play on that. It's just going to be <laughs> wall-to-wall, non-stop, best of Carl Barron. There's 18 videos. Mate, this is going to be gold. Gold, I tell you, Jerry. Good stuff. But no, he's very he's very clever. I think, um, but just the way, obviously, the way he talks, his Australian accent, he puts a bit of swearing in. It is uh, a different sort of flavour to Seinfeld, but the same level of intelligence there. I think. Yeah, I very, think, and I, I don't think this is stuff that he just sort of walks on stage and just makes up. No, this is well crafted comedy. Well, that that reminds me of that comedy store Doco. You know, which was yeah. very much the I'm dying up here. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was so much great talk. I discovered it was a, that. I think I got you into that yep, one. Yeah, because yeah. it was a comedian interviewing comedians. Yeah. And it was clearly took store. a long time. But I love the way that it was about the craft. Yeah. I mean, I've watched – there was a Seinfeld doco from years ago, I think I mentioned to you, which was a bit weird, but it was still very raw. It showed him crafting a whole set yeah. over a year. Yeah. Um, and that's what you get from that comedy store doco is how – that's where they go to craft it. That's like Joe Rogan. That's where he goes to just yeah. work on his gear. But that was so much like how accurate was that show? I'm dying up here. Yeah, oh, that, mate. That's, it was an absolute reflection of that. Like the you know the woman who runs the club and she's the one deciding who's going to get the gigs and and w- what rooms they're going to be in and whether they're ready if they get a gig on the Tonight Show. Sorry, it was I'm just a, calling someone a fuckwit on Twitter. A, it was a real. <laughs> it was a real. It, you know what else? It was beautifully that. shot. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the, David the Letterman interview, Dan Illich shared a photo the other day, a screenshot, and I, rem- I remember looking at it when yeah. that happened. It was just such a beautifully shot interview where they're just two of them sitting in the middle of this whole room. and yeah, empty, empty bar. Just room, empty bar, yeah. so well done, yeah, the whole nice, thing. High quality. Yeah. But it taught you a lot too about who they are and sort of how they sort of, some of them went off the rails. Like, maybe what about Sam Kinison, who was like mm. a legend and just couldn't just did just couldn't yeah. contain himself drugs and drink and like the story of his car crash yeah, and the bloke that how was he died there and in his arms and wow just so much and and people who like paying their dues like you know I used to be on the door here handing out you'd be the door the door guy and then then you get a chance to get up on stage because you know like you think about Stephen Fennick and you go well fucking what a great story you got the Rabbitohs time you got the sports editor stuff you got the tech uh, tech uh, lift out then you got tech guy like it's a great story right thanks but then, mate but then you go <laughs> like it's fucking nothing like the stories that they tell no. so like there's no yeah. there's no documentary about you know Tech fucking journos, including you know Ed Baig and Stephen Fennick and who I've met him. actually. Ed Baig. Yeah, he's a good bloke. Do you know what I mean? Like if you gathered yeah. them all together, it wouldn't make it. I don't. Yeah, like maybe, maybe actually, if you think in twenty years, a look back with people who saw things like iPhone announcements and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe there is something in that. But I, I would love that reflection. To, I would 
I'll do this anyway, and whether it gets published or not, I'll write my autobiography. Oh, for sure. I'll write a book to about my life. Yeah. Whether it gets published or not, whether it's for my own purposes. I have started writing that myself, but not for not for everyone, everyone to read, but just yeah. because, I, A, my memory is so shit yeah. that I think it'd be a fun exercise to try and chronologically remember things. Yep. And also, just for the kids, just because mm. I think there's some interesting things that I did, mm. saw, worked on. Yeah. I, my, like my, my kids will never know because I don't think it'll ever come up in conversation, but maybe I should tell Jacko about it. But like when I, in 95, probably 95, 96, I worked at Optus Vision um, doing stats on the 500cc world championship TV coverage, wow. right? So here I am, a 19-year-old, um, and David Tapp was the host and Wayne Gardner was the expert, and I had an, I had an internet. I had a computer. And I remember saying to Tappy, because I used to ring his radio show uh, on the weekends. That's how I got into radio. Um, I remember saying I could, like I on the on the internet, on a website, I can see the current stats for the riders. Because, see, back then you had a book which was published at the start of the year, yeah. which told you how old they are, what they weigh, and how, how many races they've won and all that kind of shit. And, see, I could go to this thing called a website, and I could print out <laughs> a profile of every rider up to date. Yeah. Right? right. So I would print out the profiles of every rider in all three classes and I drive from the Central Coast down to Delhi Road uh, where Optus Vision was and I was sitting in a fucking live TV studio and this is a fucking 19-year-old with Wayne fucking Gardner, right, and David Tapp and I'd be just handing over shit to them for them to read. And I'm like, fuck, I still look back on that and go, it's just epic. Like it's one of those stupid little things that you go – Man, that was yeah, so good. You, you're proud of yourself. Yeah, that's good. It was just a yeah. weird thing. And as like a kid, I, st- I was I like, started, wow. like, you said you were you were 19 and you were still wanting to start in radio. I had a radio show when I was in high school. Yeah. I was in year 12. I had my own radio show on Radio Eastern Sydney to RESFM. I don't remember ever knowing that I wanted to do anything in this I area. Or I always wanted to be in the – I wanted to be a journalist. Mm. And I remember getting my um, – I, I, I was down to do work experience at 2SM. Right, 2SM, which was a, like yeah. the red-hot station Bloody at the oath. time. And um, I remember it falling through at the last minute. So I couldn't go there. I had to do it. My second option was like computers or something like that. And anyway, but I remember when my one of my teachers who introduced me to this guy from, from Radio Eastern Sydney, uh, we went in. I think, I forget, I can't remember the reason why. But no, I think he was getting interviewed about the school or something. And he goes, oh, Steve, he wants to get in the media. And then he goes, oh, yeah, why don't you come back and maybe, you know, watch us, watch how we do it. I said, okay. And then he go, well, how about, yeah, you want to, you know, we've got a spare hour, why don't you just jump in? I went, what? So literally deep end, go in, be on the radio. Yeah. And and that led to my own, I had my own show then till I did the HSE. Yeah, right. So I was like all through the year, had my own Sunday, five to seven, my own show on two yeah. Radio Eastern Sydney. And uh, when I did the HSE, then I was I was studying. And, yeah. And then straight after the HSE, I started working at News yeah. Limited. And the bloke from RES, I remember his name, his name was Edward Knowles. Gave me the best reference, and that helped me get my job at News Limited. Yeah, right. Yeah. See, my sister was involved in some way in the Griffith Community Radio Station, and I, I wasn't specifically involved, but we had a record collection, so we would, I'd go in with her. I'd take my own vinyl in. It was downstairs and at the panel. Vic, at the, panel. Vic, at the Vic Hotel, I think it was yeah. in in Banner Avenue, Griffith, and <laughs> I, I, we'd take the records in. And I, I don't know, I'd sit there, but I never really was involved in community radio. But I yeah. remember, and again, I maybe it was after school, and you know, trying to work out what the fuck you're going to do. Um, I remember getting a pamphlet from Afters, 
mm. Australian film television it's radio school going, okay, yeah. I need Because by then I had been ringing David Tapp on the weekends every fucking weekend and yeah, I had right. my own – I was spark plug Trev from Metalong every week. Like I had a I had a fucking <laughs> – What was your name? Spark plug spark Trev. Spark Trev. Yep. <laughs> spark plug Trev from Metalong. Um, I'd, I'd ring every week and Tappy would – you know, we'd talk about fucking Tony Longhurst wow. crashing out that weekend or whatever. Yep. And that's how I got on the radio. Tappy's like, you should come in and, and yeah, I started doing work switch, whatever. Hey, mate, you but know I, what? You <clears> don't know unless you have a go, I say. Got a brochure and – you couldn't get into afters without radio experience. And I, I remember going, what the fuck's the point really? of that? How do you do so that? So basically, unless you'd done community radio, ah, right. you couldn't fucking get in. I could have got in. I had radio experience. And I'm like, well, what's the point of that? I said, yeah, fuck that. And I went on to do pretty well in radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who <laughs> needs <laughs> afters? Yes. Exactly. But, um, yeah, right. Yeah, well, so, I, you know, I, I got my job at News Limited. And it's funny how it worked out because my brother, Mario, was a sparky at the time. This is, I'm talking 1985 here. So that was the year I did my HSC. And I remember, like, was my, nine. My, my my path was going to be, I'm going to go do, like, a journal and media degree or something yep. at uni and then see what happens. And my brother got talking to Ross Hyam, who passed away a couple of years ago, sorry to say, uh, who was sort of the recruitment officer for the cadets and copy copy boys and girls there. And he said, oh, yeah, my, he said, oh, my brother's interested in being a journalist. He goes, tell him to come in. So he, my brother organised an interview with Ross Hyam and I remember going in and it was the for the day of my – no, it was the Monday before my formal. I'd finished school on the 15th of November. I went in and did the interview on the 20th of November and that Friday – no, it was sort of the 16th or whatever. That Friday was the 22nd of November and he said, ring me Friday and he goes, I rang him Friday and he goes, yeah, you got the job, you start Monday. The 25th of November was my first day, 1985. And the night of my formal, the day of my formal, was when I heard I got my job. So I turned up in my formal thinking, I'm, I've got a job, I'm working on yeah. Monday. Yeah. And that was it. That led to a 25-year career, which, by the way, ended today, 10 years ago. So my 25-year career at News Limited ended 10 years ago today, 10th of December, 2010. Nothing but fucking roses since then. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So... But it's, it's all those. It's all those little it's, nuggets. It's, but it's like a little. It's like a like what they call like a sliding door moment. Like if my brother yeah. hadn't mentioned that yeah. to him, I wouldn't have had a career at News Limited. Possibly, you know. Like so, you wrote your brother's book, um, nineteen ninety two, ninety three. I wrote that. Yeah. So well, I guess what I'm thinking and what I'm trying to understand, either from my own point of view, because there's no way I'm going to have the time to even remember shit until I've yeah. retired anyway. But yeah. do you just do you just find nuggets and and get them down and then piece together a timeline or does the timeline not matter and they just become yeah. themed? Because, again, I've yeah. never read a book, so I don't know how. <laughs> well, how I wrote my brother's book was um, there was kind of like a foreword that sort of someone wrote for us and then we sort of started off at the beginning, like started off, yeah. we were going to do But if it, he went off on track on a tangent, as you fucking Phoenix can do, yeah. Um, do you just take note of the tangent and then bring it back so you can fill yes. in the gaps until the tangent well, appears? The happy, the, 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 what helped was I knew his career back to front. Sure. I sort of known it. And I also, it, yeah. I also had his, um, what they call his cuts file. Yeah. Because back in the day when they used to, before they used to put everything on in computer, that you'd go to the library, there'd be a manila folder of every story written about everyone. Say they wanted to look up tra- Trevor Long, <clears throat> every f- story about you would be in a manila folder, yeah. cut out, photocopied. It'd be empty. So that'd be called the cuts file. Yeah. So I had his cuts file. How do you qualify for a cuts file? I don't know. You've got to be 
someone, I don't know. You These be in the days paper. it's just yeah. metadata, right? Know, you know? Exactly, yeah. But back then it was like my brother was, like, he was well into his career. So I had like four manila folders full of cuts over his career. So I knew, I knew off the top of my head the highlights, what we needed to hit. But then it was just a matter of just us sitting in a room and talking. And in his words, I said, okay, we're gonna, today we're going to talk about the Manly 1984 semifinal where, you know, you would you would 14 nil down and then what happened? Would tell us what, and then he'd talk about the game, and and then we'd in the, on the which I've still got by the way those tapes. Then from that I would then craft then the because he's in the first person, so he's talking. Mm. So from that I could sort of craft out what what he needs to say and sort of would get to where we need to go. But are, then, all, are all biographies hit, essentially chronological? Yeah, or are some you, of them usually, themed? Yeah, what, what every chapter was themed. Like you know the the the, the chapter about nineteen eighty five was about my brother. We lost my brother that year, yeah. right? So. That was kind of the, the the focus of that chapter and how it started, how he lost the captaincy and all these things that happened to him that year. So there were the highlights that you had to hit, but you'd eventually have to get look the start of the year to the end of the year, yeah. summarize it, and then sort of make it a story, make it like okay, this happened, and then oh, then we were surprised here about this, and and. Yeah, but it was pretty much chronological, and it also covered the time when he'd moved to North as well, because he'd left Souths at the end of nineteen ninety. And started at North. So I wrote the book in. I was dead set back from my honeymoon a week when I started writing the book, mm. and wrote it in eight weeks. Wrote it eighty five thousand words in eight weeks. I wrote the book, mm. and um, it was it was sort of dealing with his time. It's it's well, when he was young because he was born in Malta, my brother. So he was a young immigrant kid getting getting teased and got and called a wog and all that. And him and my brother, even though they were eleven months apart, they went. They were registered at school as twins. Right. So they were. My brother was a year younger. They had school the whole time. So he was a year younger than Joe. Right. But they were registered as twins. So they went through primary school as twins. Why did they do that? Because my mum didn't want them. Didn't want them apart. She wanted them together. So <laughs> and they, they were all. They always had each other's back too because yeah. they were getting called wogs all the time. So my 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 brother Joe. Tough, bu- tough bugger, wouldn't cop shit. We would, they'd be defending each. That, that's how they became. They sort of Mario sort of thought was if I can play as good as them in this game, they like they'll accept me. Yeah, you know that's how he sort of his that's motivation to be sort of accepted <coughs> is to sort of excel at this game they all love. Have you ever thought about did. updating the book? He wrote another book when when he remember when he was on the Footy Show, yeah, and he did sort of the the whole what I think he wrote a book called What's Doing, you know, it was a, like a piss take look. I, was I, say. I, I wrote the real book, yeah. The other book, well, that's was, what I'm saying. The yeah, other book was a bit the more. other book was just a piss take, like <coughs> a you know, like a cash in, but because he was on the Footy Show, the Falcon and all that. I didn't write that book, no. But Mike Coleman wrote that book. But I wrote I wrote what we call the official the official book, and I came up with the title too, Personal Best. I still got. I've still got the copy, the first copy that he received, and he wrote in it saying, "Sharky, really happy with how this came out. Good job, you know." I've still got that at home, where he's written in it, and he's yeah. even given it to his, um, and I've given it to my kids to read too. They've sort of read read bits of it, and and just to get an understanding of what what he went through in his life. And, and that, his I think career. that's that's the thing, right? You think about uh, you know how quickly memories are lost of your family, your people in your family, yeah. And there's certain people hold on to bits of it, mm. and how much of that gets captured, like that's the yeah. thing about trying to find a way. I actually think it's probably you know there's some merit in something mm. that that helps people just capture those things without yeah. having to write a book because you're not famous enough to make something yeah. of it. But you know, again, is, are my kids ever going to read the full story of all the shit I did? Probably not. Yeah. Do they need to? Maybe. Probably not. Yeah. But but the no, thi- the thi- I'll, I'll tell, I'll I'll tell you the yeah. reason I think it's interesting is because. Yeah. You know, I have, I have nothing about my dad, yeah. nothing. 
except what people have told me. Yeah. Um, and all the fucking newspaper reports at the time, which are not very, you know, yeah. lovely because it was a car accident, right? But my my uncle, mm. dad's brother, <coughs> was uh, has just been um, uh, he's having a health challenge at the moment. Oh. He's in hospital. He'll hopefully be all good, and he's yeah. you know pushing through it. But I was talking to his wife. She rang me to let him know, and and we we're talking about stuff. And uh, she's like, "Oh, he loves gadgets, just like your father. He just loves gadgets." And I went. What? I mean, what the fuck? Your dad loves gadgets. My dad loves gadgets right. and shit, right? Yeah, okay, wow. Jeans, and and his daughter, Natalie, my cousin, I, I said, look, I've got a little care package for him. I'm going to send him. I found a Kindle and a Google oh, Home. Because nice. everyone said to me, loves Where does gadgets. He live? They're in Canberra. Okay. And his daughter, Natalie, said to me, oh, that's very nice. I just need the address. And she goes, he will be really excited to receive something from the son I wasn't born as. You know, uh, so, uh, you know, because he didn't have any boys. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't know that he loved gadgets. Yeah, well. My dad loved gadgets. Well. What? So now, go away for Uncle Pete to get better, and I'm going down there, and we're going to have a, you know, yeah. we're going to have a sit, sit around it, yeah. the fire debrief again. But well. again, the problem is, you tell me everything, it's in one ear out the other. Yeah. I got to work on how to capture that shit. But I, um, like, I have this with my children talking about my brother. Like yeah, they've never, they've never, never known met him. Even my wife never knew him, but they know of him. They, yeah. they, they even call him Uncle Joe. You know, yeah. so he was their uncle still. Yeah. And like my he, kids, he, well, my he, kids will say, "Was your dad birthday. this, or did your dad that?" And I'm like, oh, yeah, "You know, you don't know. Yeah. Can't really answer that yeah. fucking he, question, he really, can I?" 25th of November would have been his 60th birthday, my brother Joe. Yeah, right. And then it's a, he's the same birthday as my dad. So my yeah. dad, my dad, every year his birthday is sort of tinged with a bit of sadness because yeah, he's remembering his, his son, not yeah. Being, yeah. But um, he would have been the big six zero, my brother. And just recently too, I feel like he was engaged when he when he passed away, and. That that woman, her name was Janelle. I remember you told me this. Yeah, yeah. she died recently. She yeah. had she, like throat cancer and died, I think, a year ago. And someone reached out and told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, so look, I don't know whether you know, but I said, "Oh wow, okay, thanks for letting me know." But um, yeah, life moves on, mate. Life moves on. It's There's, not all on Facebook. That's I think. Yeah, yeah. I think well, that's well, the kind yeah. of. Yeah, I shared my brother's picture on Facebook. I no, he, I thought that was he, lovely, he, but he needs a, I think yeah. the the thing is. If Facebook is the thing that memorializes someone's yeah. life, because it's not, it's it's, it's a. It's, yeah, it's it's not everything. It's not unfiltered. Like it, it's got to be. Yeah. Like it's got to be warts and all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever put something on Facebook that makes you look bad? No, of course not. No one no. does. No. Everything on Facebook's perfect. You're thinking, oh, everything you're doing is perfect. And, and that's I, not life. I guess that's the other point of you know. And again, it's not a book because I think someone read my story. But there's there's a part of me that wants to, especially given some things that have happened over the last few years, right? There's, I kind of want to write all that down so that I mm. can remember why I did what I did, and why I think yeah. the decisions I made were the right decisions. They yeah. might in the you know ten years I might look back and go that was not the right decision, but you know yeah in the fullness of time that is. But you kind of oh, shit like that passes you over, and you yeah. forget. I forget. Mate, a lot of the shit happened in you know April. Or sorry, January, February, March for me. I've fucking forgotten most of what yeah. it was that caused me to get to a certain point. I've got to look okay. back at emails to remember it. And really? Yeah. Is your memory that bad? Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. And if you I need, hadn't you need have made to read more books, mate. If I hadn't made some <laughs> notes about that situation in a Google like keep thing, just because I was kind of keeping yeah. ammunition, like I would have nothing. I fucking made. I just don't all even right. remember. Okay. It's weird. Okay. That's my problem. Yeah. Memory. No, but I often think of. Um, Doing that just to because because we it's kind of like a you have you ever seen the movie Forrest Gump you've seen Forrest yeah. Gump it, it's a bit like that where there's all of these moments that you were there that you were you know in your life that you were experienced and parts of your career that you think oh well I remember that I was there when that happened and I was yeah. here when this happened and it's sort of that's sort of what I find sort of weaving its way through my story I was in these 
these places at the right time mm. and went to see things happen and to be part of these things. Right places, right times, right decisions. Yeah. Uh, not what you yeah. know, not who, it's some, who you know, a lot of that stuff. Some wrong decisions too. That's just the whole Fucking part of the journey. Yeah, you go yeah, down yeah. the wrong road. and Because there's that whole sliding, sliding doors or just decision moments really where yeah. you go, like I remember the one that sits with me most is when John Brennan announced his retirement – Proper retirement because he retired a fucking hundred times beforehand. <laughs> He's like John Farnham. Yeah. Um, worse. Um, and Angela Clark, the then CEO, came, sat in my office, and she said, John's retiring and Peter's going to be the program director. And I was assistant program director, so that was like, you fucking what now? And she said, but I don't want to lose you. I'll, 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 you can be general manager if you want. And I'm like – I remember you said you got passed over for that. Do I want to be general Is manager? Is this one where Alan Jones told you you weren't ready? Yeah, that, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do I want to be so? Should I have stayed and become general manager, or should I have just played the role that I played for as executive producer of sport and special events, a, a title I made up for you know twelve months, <laughs> um, and then I left to go to SBS? Should I have stayed? Should yeah. I have gone? Mate, absolutely not. I, I, ex- you, I don't think you can ever look back on regret nah. on decisions, but nah. you can. It would be interesting to know like where you'd be now. What but if? Nah. Yeah, yeah, of course. But but mate, look, but it's it's like uh, you know. It's the the raindrop falls. It goes a certain way. You don't know. Well, mm. imagine if that happened another way. You can't. It just that's how it happened. Yeah, it's fun uh, and games in life. Yeah, but yeah, what, but would, you, what I, would your book be called? I can't remember. <laughs> that's what I'd call it. I'd call mine the best job in the world. Yeah, because every that, job I've had is the best job in the world. Yeah, so I had. I was doing a spot. I'm going to say it was Geelong, but one of those radio spots. You just, yeah. They just ring in. You don't know who the fuck it is. <laughs> um, and and. They go, this bloke, this bloke has cornered himself into the best job in the world. He's driving <laughs> a different car every week. He's testing all the gadgets you want to own. And I went, fuck, you're absolutely right. That's right, mate. Like, yeah, yeah. Just I remember my managing editor when I started the Connect Lift out, the, t- yeah. the telly. I remember him saying to me, he goes, mate, you've done well. You've made your hobby your job. Yeah. I went, yeah, yeah, you're right. Mate, the I've number I think I said it. this in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. The number of people that have said to me, "You taking a break?" I meant, "Fucking my life's a holiday." Break, <laughs> break for what? Are you yeah. kidding? Why would oh, you take a break I from am this? Taking a break. I've, I've had a big busy. My year. office stands. Busy Stephen. year. My office stands. Office. St- oh yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'll be good, mate. Anyway, um, we'll be taking a little break. I'm fucking yeah. exhausted. Yeah, me too. I'm exhausted. This so this is an extra the, long private. Dude, wow, well. it is yeah. too, isn't it? Yeah, we should split it in half. All right, we'll, we'll have to again. get creative over the Christmas period. Yeah. We'll, have to, we'll work out when, when we're going to stop it and maybe do one and put one in the bank maybe or we'll see yeah. how we go. All right, well, we better, see how we go, we better eh? look at the diary before you walk out the door to make sure, sure we've got time next week because this is yeah. last minute. All right, talk to you next week, buddy. See you, buddy.